0: Hey guys, welcome to the Reconstructing Youth Ministry podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to my friends Patrick and Suzanne Martin because they are incredible people who have been involved in a student ministry that I was leading in Arkansas and also transitioned to Columbus, Ohio to be a part of our church plant. And let me tell you, like, incredible people, game changers in our ministries, and I love them to death. Now, I was on the phone with Patrick not long ago, maybe a few months ago, and he was telling me about a situation that he's found their family in. And um, I was trying to think of how to title this episode. I don't know how to title it, but I would just say this. Specifically, they're a family. They've got four kids, and they've got someone very close to them who came out as homosexual. And so the kids are now aware of this and are asking questions. You've got kids in elementary school ages, and you've got kids in high school ages and everything in between. I don't know if you've had this conversation around your dinner table yet. If you've got younger kids, probably not. If you've got high school kids, you most likely have. But he was asking me, man, I've got my little kids and we're trying to keep it on the low shelf for them. But then I've got these high school kids that are asking really difficult questions. Can you give me some pointers? And truthfully, I don't know what to say. I've got some guiding ideas, but But I don't know. And so I was like, can I just track with you as you have this conversation? Because I want to learn from you. So anyway, I I asked them if they would uh, consider talking about this on the podcast and they graciously accepted. And so here's what this podcast is about. This podcast is about talking to your kids about hard things um, and then specifically, when there's differing viewpoints, especially as your kids are out there in the schools and in the world, and, and, and then even further, in college having conversations about worldviews, we need to give our students, we need to give our kids tools to have these conversations and tools to think about, well, how, how to think and how to come down with these conclusions. The truth is, that our students are going to default at what the culture tells them if we don't get involved. That's what I've seen over and over and over again. So I was curious about how the Martin family had this conversation, and that's what we're talking about today. Here's the interview. Um, you guys are longtime friends. I met you guys, gosh, what was it, 2008?
1: Yeah,
0: When did you move to Arkansas?
1: Arkansas? <laughs>
0: Seven. Seven. Okay. And you guys were probably looking for churches and stuff. I was a youth minister. I was brand new. Um, I was also young and had no clue what I was doing. And so that was uh, a fantastic, yeah, you know, (laughs) a fantastic experiment on y'all's end. Um, Patrick, you were like one of our hardcore youth worker volunteers. You did Sunday morning Bible study. You did Wednesday night worship services. You went to camp with us. Um, like you did everything, and so um, and then you guys. Let's see. You moved uh, yep. to Indiana, circa 2011. Yeah, yeah. Ish. Yeah,
2: we're uh, there about two, four
0: and a half years. Okay, and then. Um, and, and I have not talked much about this on this podcast, but um, we we planted a church in Columbus and um, and you guys were a big part of that. And so, um, in fact, you guys were a huge answer to prayer when you even decided to move there. I don't know if you remember what that was like. Patrick, you lived, it just occurred to me, in you lived base- in my basement for like...
2: Listen, oh yeah, I know the taxes really well too now. <laughs> yeah.
0: I gotta I say, there were there. Uh, it was amazing for us. Um, but there were times, uh, Patrick. I'm just gonna put you on blast right here. There was times I remember, like we would be like grilling chicken and like getting veggies going, and like it was like a four course meal. And you're like, I'll just have cereal. And we're like, Excuse me, <laughs> we're giving you the chef treatment right now, and you're gonna eat some freaking Cocoa Puffs? What in the world? It was a man who loves like- cereal for dinner. Now he has it like <laughs> That was a big <laughs> sigh from Suze. I loved it. You
2: know, bad habits.
0: I love, and I love when Suze, so like you were living in my basement because you'd made the decision to trans transition your family to Columbus. Um, and I remember you guys were going to be a part of our church plant, but like you guys had a house to sell and kids were, were in school and all that. So, so Suze, you're at home with kids, got Four kiddos. Um, I'm I'm trying to even remember how old they were back then.
1: We're in school, so we had what sixth grade and fourth graders, and then we had two little ones who were a toddler and a baby. Yeah.
0: And to, and to put it in context, how old was you know the sixth grader was sixth grade then, but now how old is she?
1: She's she'll be 17 next month. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Y'all are dealing with that, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> And it's
2: like senior year, and the realization that we got like one year left. Yeah, like all the dad wisdom you're trying to like put into their their lives. I got I got one year left, and it went by quick. So yeah. quick.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I I so appreciate you guys, and and one of the reasons that I'm talking to you guys today is because, um, you know we're friends, and so Patrick and I I know that man we're talking. Um, from time to time, we use Marco Polo, that's like our app of choice. And so uh, just kind of try to hit a quick message to each other when we can. And um, I remember recently, um, in the last few months, you guys have had some engaging conversations with your kids on a specific topic that's not easy. And I would love to just let you guys talk about um, that conversation, what sparked it? What was the topic? Kind of take us there.
2: Okay, um, so I'll start. Uh, so um, around Christmas time, you know, family gets together, and uh, and we had a family member that uh, you know our age, you know, halfway through life, uh, lots of time to kind of figure out which path they're on, and uh, and then over Christmas, like the break, like we're all together. Um, uh, our family member just informed us that uh although she had dated guys and been in relationships even some like a year or two i think um uh that she has now started seeing um another woman and it it just uh I'm not even, I'm not even <laughs> sure how to like break it down for you. Yeah. It, it wasn't. I, and so here's, I think the reason why I'm struggling for words is because they had aligned themselves very much uh, with Christian beliefs, pretty like standard conservative Christian beliefs
0: been involved in like church leadership, right?
2: Yes. 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 Yeah. Church leadership
1: seminary
2: graduate yeah master's yeah Yeah, the whole nine and um and like a lot of things in life right now the culture just kind of throws you into the middle of conversations and then you either you it's almost like you get put into a camp and you're either in this camp right you got another option it's this camp and uh Mm -hmm. and so So I'll
1: let you talk for a second. Well, that wasn't our first like conversation that we had to have with our kids about it. Like um, sure. we have two smaller kids. Uh, our two older ones are almost 17 and just turned 15. And so we have two smaller kids, um, seven and nine. And so we really haven't talked with the younger it's kids.
0: massively yet. different conversations. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, it, I mean, in my opinion, um, sexuality shouldn't be a topic with little kids. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, the person is still the same person they always were. It it shouldn't be uh, in their realm. Now, I know that they, under- they know what it is. They hear yeah. it all the time. But um, that's not something we've talked about with them. But with the older kids, we've had conversations previously because being gay seems to be a trend right mm-hmm. now in yeah. high schools and amongst teenagers and stuff like that. You know, they have all the different labels for kids now, pansexual and... I don't even know all of the terms, but right. so it's not like we hadn't had discussions before. Our daughter's yeah. kind of friends with a lot of um, girls at school who identify as lesbian sure. and bisexual. So, you know, we've had discussions before, but until these were others, others. yeah, yes. yeah. Other- yeah, like oh well, you know, I'm sure that's really difficult for her family, and yes, you know, it's good to be friends with somebody, and you know, you say all these generic things, right? And whenever it comes real close to home, it hits in your home.
0: living room, yeah. yeah,
2: yes,
1: and it's yes. a totally different, totally different type of discussion wow. that we had,
2: right? And and I I'll say the reason it's like so different is because at the end of the day. You, you, uh, you try to teach your kids that there's different paths in life you can take. And, um, and then who's like, I, I like this phrase, who's the captain of your ship? Mm-hmm. So who's driving the bus? Is it you and all the wisdom you have to determine and decipher what the right lane is? Or do you give authority to something else or someone else to tell you and help you navigate what's right what's wrong or as her dad told me right when we were getting married what's better and best you know sometimes it's not about just straight up black and white right and wrong but what's the best decision you can make and uh and when you're always talking about other it's real easy to just say uh they're not doing it right or they're prop, They're choosing a path that's going to. But then when it comes to somebody where you have a much better understanding of all the decisions they've made, and
1: um, and feelings are
0: involved.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, it, of you know, to talk about our daughter's friend, she's a nice girl, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But like, whenever you're talking about someone who's real close with you, the feelings are different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's um, I mean, as a Christian person, you know, I'm looking at scripture, but you can go online and look up scripture and look at six different people describing the same verse completely differently and coming at it from a completely different perspective. And so, I don't know, it's just, it's hard whenever feelings are involved. you feel betrayed and you kind of have to work through that. And then we're talking about it with our kids and I'm trying to be very, um, calm and very understanding, but on the inside, I'm mad
0: and
1: I don't understand, but I'm trying to explain things to them whenever I don't really feel okay with my own explanations as a, you know, as a whole.
0: Yeah. And I, and I'm sure people are kind of picking up from the fact that, you know, this was, uh, maybe difficult to hear and difficult to deal with. I mean, you guys hold the same belief that I will. And I, I just kind of put it plainly out there, talk to my students about this, talk to our church about this. We believe that the Bible standard is one man and one woman for life and marriage. And, uh, and so, so yeah, we would say, I would agree with you, Suze. Um, it's, uh, it's a trend. It's been a trend and it's, and it's, um, it is, I haven't decided if maybe, um, because when, when you guys and I were in high school, like it was not a trend and I can tell you, we had one kid that had come out of the closet and, and it was a really big deal. Um, I don't know if you guys would say the same thing or something similar, but like it was not popular. So I haven't decided if more people um, are actually gay than used to be, or if it's become so popular and this is kind of the the stance I take, it's become an option that wasn't previously uh, available. Like when I, it's like, I was, it was not an option for me um, because it wasn't even just the Bible. Like it was popularity, yeah. it was my friends. It was like, it was like not an option on the table. Uh, and so I, I, I see, it seems to be that um, now that all of this is, is out there that you guys are, uh, you know, it's, it's in the schools and here's what's crazy. I had a conversation with my sixth grader, uh, Kipton, and um, we were kind of talking about some of the stuff and it was really just about words. It wasn't even about this topic of how to talk to your kids about different beliefs and sexuality and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we were talking about just basic, basic stuff. And we ended up on this conversation like, do you hear bad words at school? Do, are there fights at school? Do you feel safe at school? And, and he was telling me all the bad words that he's heard and he said all of them. He said all of them and he's not in trouble. And uh, he said, you really need to be talking to Caden, who's in third grade, because he said he's probably hearing these words too. And so to to your point, like I agree with you, like this has not been a topic that I planned to have with my third grader, but it was thrust on you guys. And help me with with grades. How old are the two younger, Max and Jax? Uh, We've got
2: one that's completing first grade and then one that's completing fourth grade. Now, fourth grade, Here in Ohio is when they had the health talk about their changing bodies. They're changing bodies. So, did
0: that go? Did he come home saying words? Oh, dude, he had the permagrin on his face. (laughs) Yeah, he did.
1: (laughs) He walked to and from school. He was cackling the whole way home. He kept kept whispering things to me. They they keep penis. penis. (laughs) (laughs) So many times. Like, and them. we've talked to them about the right names, proper names for their body parts. Right. So he knew that word, but, and then he said test, he said, he meant testicles, but he said something else and it was really funny and I was That's
2: hilarious.
0: Top, That's yeah. great. <laughs>
2: well, hey, I want to go back to something he said, because uh, when you're talking about uh, like people's sexual orientation and sexual identity being more prevalent and almost being somewhat trendy, and clicky. what it reminds me of, and you and I did a video way back when. I think we called it Milk Duds. Yeah. And basically, it was it was me describing how when I was searching for identity and a place to fit in, the pothead community was all arms, like welcome me in, come on in. Especially a good friend that I had that I had a mutual. Uh, we both played soccer and and that invitation, like you can find your identity with us. You can come in here mm-hmm. and and maybe homosexuality wasn't like big back then, but I mean, if you were, I mean, that was like, that was right in like gangster rap and all that was huge, like in the nineties. And uh, so you could definitely find your place in there. And it, it almost feels like our kids, In a world that's just online and just it's so hard to find your little niche that this is front and center in every movie, every TV show. It's portrayed in songs and stuff. And it's an easy way to like assimilate and to be a part of a group. And Mm -hmm. that is such a draw for me when I was that age. I just wanted to fit in. Mm. And um and, and so I don't know if it's just that many more people are now feeling comfortable, but I got to imagine there's a little bit of an influence for people that are just searching.
0: Yeah. You know, maybe They're looking for, like- for, looking for belonging.
1: Yeah. yeah. It wow.
0: So, okay. So it's, as I'm thinking about, so you're having a conversation and I remember you even had a conversation with your oldest about. Cause she was asking really good questions, which by the way, like, I don't know when this episode's going to come out, but the interview that I did previously I was with a youth pastor named Nathaniel Coons about how to have a youth ministry where <clears throat> your students can ask hard questions. And I yeah. want to honor you guys because you, you had that opportunity to have this conversation with, with, um, I, and I remember with your daughter, um, and she said like, why, why does God care about sexuality
2: why, why is, why it is that a,
0: why is it bad to be gay yeah. um and so let me ask you this um i don't want you to answer the why is it bad to be gay and that's obviously a maybe needs need some tweaking on the wording if we're going to have a conversation about it but there's um there's this idea that we get to teach our kids things and they're little blank canvases and then we get to teach them but then they go out into the world and they kind of learn some things and so i i I don't like the word indoctrinating. Um, I don't like it, but where do you guys land on the idea of like indoctrinating or like, this is the only way versus, well, there's some other other methods of belief. There's some other ways of thinking. Um, and do you introduce those to your kids? Do you not introduce those? To, did you have to, I mean, you were kind of, for it was in your living room. So yeah. you guys had to answer for it. And so I know you guys talk to your two oldest differently than the two youngest, but where do you guys land on that whole idea of like this is the one way versus here's multiple different points of view
1: we were just talking about something similar to this is sort of like you know i'm not great with spouting scripture but i can be like somewhere in the bible it says something
0: like yeah, this. yeah. so
1: you know like teach your children the ways yeah that they they should grow and then you know
2: when they're old they won't depart they, from it. yeah they won't depart
1: from it so We've been talking about this especially with our daughter who's 17 she's starting to get her own life
2: i mean obviously
1: she's developing her own opinions about things and they don't sure. line up with ours and what we've taught her growing up and so i think it's important to teach them what you know like as far as scripture and what the bible says based on what you know and then just hope that they take it to heart and they think on it and, you know, come to a, I don't know, intelligent, doesn't sound like the right word, but an informed decision on how they think things through, yeah. like they're, you know, and based on how they were raised and all that.
2: Yeah. So I, I, I kind of agree with you. And has like a, like a brainwash right. To right. kind of quality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, if I'm teaching my kid that, hey, I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't matter what color someone is, you treat them with love. Like mm-hmm. we indoctrinate our kids not to be racist, you yeah, know, there you go. not to be bullies and are very, take a very hard line that look, you, you never bully someone. Yeah. So there's situations where you do that, where I've, I back off and cringe a little bit being that hard line where like, Hey, Bible says homosexuality. Those people don't enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's like right there. Paul says it, you know, where I try not to take like that, what I would, some may look from the outside in and say, that's indoctrination, um, it's just to realize things are a lot more nuanced. And whenever you take the human out of the equation and you talk to them, like, like they're like an it, like they don't right. have feelings and stuff. I think it, I think teenagers pick up on that and would be really put off if you're talking about someone in such a just cold, like it, like way in that thing. So when we are talking about our family members, you know, we're trying to get them to understand that, you know, so and so really wants to be is really looking for love. You know, somebody was nice and welcoming, and and to try to get them to understand, we use one word for love, but yeah. there's a lot of different things, right? Most of your listeners are probably gonna know agape, philo, eros, yeah. And to try to help my, like especially our seventeen year, or about to be seventeen year old, that we can say, well, they just love them. And for, to help her understand, love has multiple meanings. If you're talking about caring for someone, being loyal and faithful and, and looking out for their best interest and wanting to have a relationship that spans for eternity, yes, that is love. And we should offer that to everybody. But then to try to parse out, but when it steps over into Eros mm-hmm. and it becomes lust and you yeah. start that's a different feeling and most teenagers probably know that feeling yeah but when you say it's not appropriate for you to have a homosexual relationship what they immediately talk back up like but they're in love and yeah. i was like but we why gotta, does it
1: matter why does it matter yeah, yeah. On,
2: on who she wants yeah. to give her body over to
0: yeah
2: and that's and that's where i think at the end of the day it just falls back in line to what i said earlier is like who's driving the bus yeah. Who is your moral authority? Is it what you think? Or are you getting the moral right and wrong and that imperative from someplace else? Yeah, And that's really hard. So the last kind of thing I'll say, as far as indoctrination, is I was always told when you became a parent that your kids will see you more than they'll hear you. They're going to yeah. watch you. And if you're going to espouse Christian beliefs, but then they see that you're not kind, or you don't serve and you don't help and you don't look others first. Then when it comes to a hard conversation about sexual identity, and then you say, well, the Bible says that you should do that. They may be quick to pick you apart and go, oh, so in this situation, because you don't (laughs) approve of it, you're gonna say the Bible doesn't. But then all these other things, I don't see you following the Bible there. And so it's just to be like really genuine and sincere in how you walk out
1: your faith.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm sure that consistency matters and there's no way that we can all be perfectly consistent. I'm sure there's been moments where our kids call us on our crap um and i don't know if that's happened in your house it's happened in mine yeah. so i see that you're on a diet but uh the cookies seem to be <laughs> on the menu tonight dad you know it's like shut up and leave me alone it was a hard day <laughs> but um but that consistency
2: is- yeah alternative beliefs you would mentioned like do you do we proactively bring up the fact that the world has a lot of different beliefs i think yeah. In a certain respect, we do try to share that, at least if we're talking religion, not necessarily sexual orientation, because man, that's just such a tough topic to just I mean, one, it's cringy, dude. Yeah. Like what teenager wants to talk to their parents about sex?
1: <laughs> My daughter, they don't even have sex education in the school anymore.
2: Oh, that wow.
1: if I hadn't talked to her about sex which i did i was afraid they were going to say stuff at school and she was going to be like "What?" yeah so i wanted to prep her (laughs) yeah so i talked to her about it and she said to me just a couple weeks ago that they don't do she never had a sex education class and if i hadn't said something to her she would never have even known the details about it
0: so wait the fourth grader had it
1: but he didn't have the sex talk he had oh,
0: the, the, like the health and anatomy kind <laughs> of side of it
1: Deodorant yeah, but- and the hair growing in your armpits and the whole kind of thing oh great talk than the boys but yeah so it, as far as i know that's it that's all they get in school now because wow. i don't know but, I, I think
2: it's just such a third rail, such a hot topic yeah. and nobody wants to go on record <laughs> saying that they align with this because you'll just get torched Yeah, if somebody picks up on it and then throws it into the news and that's really the tough part of being uh, viewed as uncaring or insensitive when all you're trying to do is just align yourself with what you feel the Bible says.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what we keep reiterating to them when the topic has come up because i mean obviously this was not a single discussion oh, this yeah. was multiple discussions right. that's still happening periodically not as regularly now as when you know at christmas time when we first heard this news but you know you you, you don't want to not you don't want to tell your kids things and not have anything to back it up so right. one of the that I did in prep basically for the conversation I knew we were going to have with our kids was go to the Bible and I was like what if I'm wrong like what have I heard recently the truth can stand up to questioning but you know so I, I asked the question what if I'm wrong what if what if my opinion of this is just what I've been told and not what's actually scripturally based so i went you know to the bible and i started looking at verses and how many times is homosexuality actually mentioned in the bible and what does it actually say what is the context of it and so i wanted to be sure that i had this information before i started saying well god says it's bad you know like Mm -hmm. because the bible says so where does it say that you know or how does it say that or this kind of thing and what i kept coming back to when i was trying to explain this to them is I don't want to think that people that I care about are living intentionally living a sinful life, right? You don't want to, you you know, think that this person is turning their back on God. And so, you know, what does the Bible say? Well, everything that I've read about homosexuality in the Bible and the context behind it always lumps it in with sexual sin.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So it lumps it in with, you know, a lot of different sexual sh- sins, like um, cheating on your spouse and those kind of things. They're always right. linked together. And so that's all I can say. I can't tell my kids why God says that it's wrong because I'm not God. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't write the Bible. You know, I'm, I'm not Paul. I'm not all these people who wrote, you know, these scriptures and things like that. But what I can say is that my guide for life based on my faith is what I read in the Bible. And I looked into it because I wanted to make sure I was giving the right information. Yeah. And if God says this is a sexual sin, then it is. And that's what I believe. And
0: that's that. Yeah. So, and I, in my study and kind of, maybe it aligns with yours um, it's six verses. Um, They're known as the clobber verses because that's what Christians, you know, they pull out their Bible and they smack people with these verses. Um, It does seem clear to me. That's why I come and listen, uh, I hate the word homophobia because I don't ever want to come across as if, um, and listen, my words don't matter. I understand that I'm going to say something that people are going to agree with, but I never want people to think like, well, I'm afraid of you or I hate you because of your belief. That is, it couldn't be farther from the truth, um, but I understand that's probably how I'm going to be labeled in the society. Um, But yeah, six, six um, verses, one of them is a list that's talking about all the people that like are all the things that are an abomination to God and children that are not obedient to their parents or is also on that list.
2: Yeah, yeah so. It's a matter of the heart and what I, the way I tried to just boil it down to the common denominator is like you were made with purpose, yeah. with a plan in mind from God who made you. And it's a good plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, the name of your ministry back in Arkansas is John 10:10. It was like, Sorry. God has lined all this up as a gift to you. And he has an, a life that is so incredibly unimaginable, so good. And he's, he's meticulous. If you just look at nature, it's so meticulous how good of a planner God is. And he set all this up and he's gifted it to you. Do you trust him? Mm -hmm. do you trust his plan and so as we read the bible and we start to understand what god's plan is for our life do we trust that that is where joy is found and the moment we deviate from it we are captaining our own ship yeah we're getting into stormy waters and we're leaving that hedge of protection and so when i would talk to the kids i was like God loves you so much. He gives you the freedom to make any choice you want. Mm -hmm. And, but just know that not all those decisions are in your best interest. You're right. And I just try to help them discern, not just one specific topic, you know, where you get thrown into camps. I want a discerning mind out of our kids where they can look at things and understand God's heart. I Maybe mean, he's compassionate, he's slow to anger, all those things in Exodus 34. Um, and I want them to know that. And I just want them to understand God loves them. And although when we talk about scripture in the six verses, and, you know, it's question, like people will debate whether it's, um, are they talking about molestation of boys? Right. Are they talking? I was like, I was just like, just what you know about God and his plan and what you see in your life. Do you think this was God's intention for you? And I actually had this conversation with the individual we we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you think this was his plan for you all along? And I and and that's where I think the truth can be found. And do you trust him? Yeah. Um so
0: That's good. Well, so so that's um we've talked about kind of the the interpretation of this specific subject, but to kind of yeah. balloon out. And to think about this, not in terms of what do you believe and how do you teach your kids, but my, my, my next question is, um, I think a lot of parents are afraid of losing relational equity with their kids, you know, and it's like, okay, so if we hold this hard stance on something, are we going to lose relational like um, depth with our kid? Are we going to lose trust with our kids? Are are our kids going to maybe turn off from us or want to stop going to church? Or did you felt like when you had this conversation just in your own story, did you feel like you lost relational equity at all? Or uh, like, how how did that go as far as talking to your kids about this topic?
1: I felt like our daughter was upset with our opinion. Yeah. Because it flew into the face of her friendships and her personal thoughts on it. And it, it brought into question what she is thinking about it based on her acceptance of her friends and other people. Wow. Our son, who is 15. He. He's not a real talker. Yeah. So, uh, Very quiet. yeah, so he really hasn't shared a lot about what he thinks, except that he agrees with how we feel the Bible relates that, but he doesn't really understand why we care why someone else makes a decision. Interesting. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, I mean, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but like, who cares if they decide to do that? Like, <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. matter. Not yeah, me, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's kind of where he's at. So you know, it's, I don't know. So I do feel like our daughter was disappointed. Our son sort of like misunderstanding our, our emotions on it. I I hear that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, When, uh, when we were talking with our oldest daughter, we had like the big talk, like right when everything happened. And then there were subsequent conversations as she was learning to drive and we're in the car and she was like, so you really think that those people are going to hell? Like, that's what you think they're going to go to hell because they love each other hmm. and and it, and in that moment i realized we weren't connecting on like the reasoning and the heart of god and it's uh and and it was more based on it almost the conversation wanted to go into like a rules thing like you do this you right. can't do that you do that and you know you're married we're married love has its rules if you were looking from the outside in but when you're in it not none of that feels like a rule right it's what love does and um and so i i just tried to make sure that i was always thinking of this individual's position like i bet she she really because she's never been in like a she didn't date a lot. She didn't have like a lot of boyfriends. She was always kind of like the odd duck. And, um, and she probably just somebody was genuinely caring in her life. Mm -hmm. And that had such an impact. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes in life, it just gets hard. And I just wanted my daughter to see, regardless of my stance, there's love in it and not like authority. And, and I think you'll lose relational equity. I think when you start creating boundaries, like, well, you can't go see that friend anymore because they're this, mm. or you can't go watch that movie because they hype up this lifestyle or something. And when you start making like drawing lines in the sand, especially when you're imposing on what they can and can't do, I think, I think you lose the equity. Yeah. Um, but she, was, she wasn't happy with my position and, and, and I was just like, you'll, you're given the freedom to figure this out as well. But just before you would look at me and go, I can't believe you would think this. Just like take a moment to realize that all of our understanding on this stuff is more nuanced. Mm. And don't don't be like lazy necessarily and just throw somebody in a can. Yeah. You know, like understand there's love, but in any, any aspect of life, if, if you're going down, or if I'm like, Mark, you ate too many cookies, man. Go hit the treadmill, dude. It's good for you. Yes, like, if you know, and you have a relationship with your kid and they trust you, then you can share a little bit of your heart. Um, but you gotta do it just like first Peter, like be ready to give an account for the hope you have and, yeah. and your convictions, but with gentleness and respect. It's good, And that's the missing, like, that's the secret sauce, gentleness and respect.
1: You know, and with the kids, I think I've been really open about how I feel. Saying things like, this is really hard for me, and I'm trying to figure this out, or this is very upsetting, or whatever this is. You know, like, just being very open about how I feel and not trying to be like, I'm the grown-up, I have it all figured out, you know. Definitely do not. And trying to show them with my actions that in spite of my feelings on this, one of the, like if I had to narrow my entire faith down to one thing, it's love. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just because I don't agree with this, just because this is upsetting to me, doesn't mean that I'm not going to spend time with this person or Try to be as accepting as I can within the parameters of my belief to the person that's special to her.
0: That's really yeah. good.
1: And to Susan's point,
2: like she was the first one to go have dinner with them um, and to ask, like, hey, can I meet her and stuff like that. It's probably a little bit of like, even if it was a guy, yeah. like, hold on, like, are you a good person? Can yeah. you start to date someone I love? So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure. about
1: a vetting process, right? Yes, but right. you know, outside of, of that, like just trying to, like, regardless of how I feel about the situation, like this person, her partner is important to her, and she's important to me. Yeah. So I have to figure out a way to, to, um, I don't want to say, in in mesh. I don't know what the word I'm looking for well, is,
0: it's all it's all wrapped up in that nuanced bubble of we don't hate her
1: right we love I, her
0: we don't agree with her right but she's not kicked out of our family
1: right right and so you know I have to figure out a way to move forward from here so because yeah. we are this is not where I wanted to be in this relationship with her but you know I, it's I think you got two choices in this kind of situation too, is what's more important to you being right? Like he was saying, like, is it being right and me getting her to bend to my will? God says this, the Bible says this, you agree with me or, or we don't have a relationship. You know, that's basically, you can either try to learn how to live with this and figure this out as you go along, or you can take that hard stance where you say, you know, this is not in keeping with what I think, you're out you're out you yeah, either that's... agree with me or we're done you know you can't do that
2: that's no to you your point, have to be a, you'd have to be a monk somewhere <laughs> in the hills never talk to anybody because all of us are dealing with something
1: it's in a, in the world it's in everywhere and we
0: and we would take that sin that we have right there wherever you go there you are like yeah. okay good you're a monk somewhere there's sin there so like right. you can't you can't it's walk scary. away from that no No, we're all working through
2: like a process we're all on this journey and and this individual's on a journey and just like literally like my prayer is that somewhere in this um god makes himself known yeah and uh, i don't know how that works out and i don't even know how god's using this situation he uses it for those that love him He works it all out, even our brokenness and our sin. Because he is our relationship. The fact that we're even together was God taking my dysfunction and somehow making a beautiful thing out of it. So I trust God that he loves her
0: and that he will make a way. I don't see how he's going to make a way. No, I I hear that. Um, Well, to your point about what you said about your kids, you know, see you more than they hear you or more is caught than taught, you know, however you, however you see it, your kids are going to want you walk this out. So like your family meeting where there was a discussion about what we believe like is, is step a, all those meetings that you had, all those conversations are, are all step a. And then step B is, They get to watch you walk this thing out and see, okay, do, do my parents mean what they say when they amen that love other people in church? Does that transition into my living room when it's right in our face? And and I would also say maybe to parents, um, your kids and you guys have a very passionate young 17 year old daughter. Who's going to be like a world changer for the kingdom, but right now she's 17 and, um, and, and. Our brains aren't fully developed until like 25, 26 years old. And Whatever. one of the things, what was that? I said 45.
1: She's Whatever. taking I'm shots.
0: 45, yeah, <laughs> I see it. So I, but I also, one of the things that I love in youth ministry is I see a lot of students circling back around years later to say, hey, remember when I was an idiot in youth ministry or, or. Not to youth pastors, but to parents. Man, I love it when students circle back around or kids circle back around to their family. And, you know, it usually happens somewhere between that college and young adult phase. Like, thank you so much for never giving up on me, you know, or thank you so much for walking out your faith in the way you did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that consistency, I think the data would say that consistency matters a lot. Um, And listen, you're allowed to change your mind too. I, I, we live in a world where like, when you change your mind, look at any like presidential uh, debate. Like they bring back stuff from 10 years ago and they're like, you voted this way, explain yourself. And I, I wanna be like, are we allowed to change our minds? So like, okay, so we voted for a war and it didn't go well. Like, are we supposed to know the future? And listen, I'm not into politics. Maybe it's a bad illustration, but <laughs> but you with your kids, like that consistency and showing up time after time after time, and um, and showing that you you mean what you say and you mean what you believe and you live out what you believe, I think, makes uh, such a big difference. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this question. Um, just as we wrap up, uh, what advice would you give to parents who are hearing this and they're like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea how they went through that. What would you give? Uh, what kind of advice would you give um, as they? Think about future conversations with their kids. Uh, maybe they aren't having those conversations with those kids yet. What would you, what would you suggest? What kind of advice would you give to those parents out there? We need some encouragement. Um,
1: I'd say, well, probably some of the people that you're listening to will actually have to have this conversation with their kids because their kids might feel that they are gay, yeah, or you know, are like leaning more that way, or you know, I'd say be open. You want your kids to be able to ask you questions, and you want them to come to you. So don't take these hard these hard lines where you shut down the conversation before it's even begun. And um, you know, if they're ever put in a similar situation to us, ask questions, don't act like you know everything. I think one of the things that's helped me work through this some was being able to openly share my concerns with this person. And not just, it it gave me a better um, perspective to talk with my kids about it, too. Mm -hmm. And so, I'd say just don't, just be real careful about how you word things.
0: Yeah. It's important. That's good. Because
1: kids can get offended. I mean, our daughter gets offended whenever I say something negative about a celebrity she likes. So like, you have to be real careful when you're talking about their friends or someone and, you know, they might come to you with a generic question about homosexuality and that kind of thing, but they might actually be talking about someone that they know. Yeah. And so you kind of always need to work around what's being asked and what's being said with the knowledge that they may take this very personally. So, you know, just be open and honest, but don't be hard and and cold about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would pick up on that sentiment about not being hard and cold. Um, we, I mean, I, whatever the issue is, we need help. All of us do. We need guidance, and we need it from people that genuinely look to have our interest at hand and not trying to espouse something that is going to prove they're right. Sure. It's not about being right. It's about the relationship you have with that person. And if you have any hope that you want them to see what you see, then you're going to have to be willing to listen, to understand, and, um, and just come alongside. The very first quality we learn about God is that he was woomy or compassionate. Which means to come alongside and suffer with. Hey, the word says womb. It comes from the root word womb. It's supposed Did to I be like a mother that? and a child.
0: You just say wombie? Wombie. W o m b y.
2: Pick it up from Bible Project. Would
0: that be- great. I-E. Great. I- of God study. I like. I like Bible I Project. Know. They
2: don't even know me. But but just be compassionate. Come alongside them. Find out where they're at. Um and and know you've got some time. You don't have to like, just absolutely figure it out in the first conversation. Right. Just give it some time and please pray about it because mm-hmm. all these things we've just talked about are heart issues and heart issues aren't one with argument. That's good. Like, yeah, so just pray, be gentle, be respectful and, uh, and give it some time to just yeah. listen.
1: And be are careful he- of your reactions.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, well, and and I've I've heard that I've heard the the parents who are who are having their kids come out to them, like you you almost need like a heads up just so that you like just, okay, you know, and you don't <laughs> what you know you don't,
1: and that's kind of how the conversation went whenever this person came out to to us was we're just like oh hmm well how did this come about and you know that was very it was very like. I don't want to say fake, but it was sort of like everybody was just sort of shocked and tempering.
0: Yeah, take it all in.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, privately later you curse and get mad and <laughs> <laughs> like cry and whatever has to happen, you know, but like it was kind of like you don't wanna just if we had reacted the way we had felt at the shock of it, really. I feel like it would have shut down any further talk or conversation sure. or understanding that would have happened.
2: And, and last thing, it's a hard conversation for that person, too. Yeah. Like I remember bringing that up because I didn't, like, I remember bringing that Imagine how hard it would have been to be that person and share that with sure. everybody else, especially Bible
1: believing, yeah. you know. And kind of knowing what the reaction was going Yes. To be. Yes. Just. Yeah. Empathize. Like, I know this is going to be shocking to everyone I say it to, but I feel like it has to be said. So here it goes. You know, that's, that's, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. And not to minimize it or devalue it. In their mind, there is strong emotion tied to it. And so you got to respect that, even if it's misguided, because it's with a gentle hand. What does the Bible say about what leads to repentance? It's mercy. It's like, it's not, you know, so, anyways
0: that's good well man you guys have given us such a wealth of knowledge and i like we're all just kind of soaking in it and take when taking notes and i'm gonna listen again um because i need to prepare for this um these kinds of conversations with my own kids and so i super appreciate you guys and just your heart and ability to see kind of the different sides of this whole conversation it's not easy and so i guess that it would be helpful for everyone to hear. Like if you heard this conversation, it's like, well, we buttoned that one up in about an hour, solved all the world's problems. Like not the case, not the case. I'm going same
1: too. And parents need to keep that in mind as well. This is not going to get better. It's not like suddenly, you know, people being gay and being so open about it and it being such a topic of conversation in the world is going to stop. So you're going to have to get on board in some way with
2: the conversation. You yeah. can't just ignore it. And, yeah. you know, you know. and it's, it's, it's awkward. We're, we stumbled over oh, our words. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's just one more thing. Don't shy away from it. Especially if you know you're coming at it in a place of love. And, uh, and just trust God. Trust that God will honor the courage you have to talk with someone just like God's going to honor your courage, Mark, for even putting this podcast together and trying to start a conversation about things that if handled incorrectly can lead to a lot of heartache and yeah. broken relationships. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for good. Uh, giving us the time and putting this together.
0: Yeah, man. Thank you.